0: BBC Radio Berkshire. This afternoon from 4, it's Phil Kennedy. Right now, you're listening to Paul Ross. Now It's BBC Radio Berkshire and a question for you. How much do you love, love, love the work of the late Ray Harryhausen? of course you know the name he's the man who gave us the dinosaurs in one million years bc he gave us the jason and the argonauts movie he gave us clash of the titans and a whole lot more without him disney would not be toasting the success that the new star wars film has given them he was a pioneer of cinema and special effects And the news has now been released today of a series of events planned to mark the centenary of his birth in 2020. So the countdown begins this year. The centenary is five years ago. Joining me now is John Walsh, a trustee, of course, of the Ray Harryhausen Foundation, to whom we spoke when there was a campaign to put Ray Harryhausen, an American citizen, on the back of one of our banknotes. That's how much we know and love the man's work. Good afternoon, John. Good afternoon, Paul. So the Ray and Diana Harryhausen Foundation is launching this countdown. How are you starting off?
1: Because I understand you've got some previously unheard interviews you did with the great man. Yes, that's right. Um, we sat down and recorded some what are called director's commentaries with Ray because, unbelievably, most of his films never had any commentaries recorded for them, bar one or two. So those, along with a film school film I made back in um, the late 80s, um, are audios that haven't really been heard. So over 20-plus hours of unheard audio from, uh, from Ray Harryhausen. And he made some amazing films. Have you got a, a favourite top three you could mention? I have, yes. I mean, it's funny you were playing uh, Golden Years there from, from uh, David Bowie. Uh, when uh, Ray made the Golden Voyage of Sinbad in 1974, he gave one of the characters, the centaur, that's the, uh, the half-man, half-horse, David Bowie ginger-spiked hair. Now um, that's and that's
0: pretty clued up for an older chap, isn't it? That's pretty darn
1: good. <laughs> Well, he was, he was quite conscious of the young people going to see the films at the time. And he said to me, I wanted to do something that wouldn't need much uh, manipulation. He wanted the hair to stay in sort of one place and not have a ripple effect. And he said he looked at what young people were, were buying. And David Barry had a kind of a, a cropped ginger um, crew crew cut, a sort of spiky crew cut. So that inspired The Centaur from Golden Voyager of Sinbad. So one of my top three films. And, uh, and a Barry, nice connection. i, I, I connection—I connection. it. It's
0: the first film I saw on the big screen, with my dad, just me, my dad took me and my two brothers, we went to the Royal Show in Leytonstone over in north-east London
1: and we saw Jason and the Argonauts and that still is a fantastic and frightening film. It is and I think it's been reassessed now as more than just a children's film and much more of a family classic. So if you look at reviews that were written at the time and even say 20 years ago, the Radio Times now gives it four stars and considers it to be one of the films that you must see, one of the top sort of 100 films.
0: And how did Ray come to be in this country? Because I've mentioned to you in the past when we've spoken on this station that um, when we first got our phone, I was about 15, and we had the phone book, and I looked up
1: randomly his name, and his name was in the phone book, and I rang him up and just goes, Hello, I'd love all your films, Goodbye. Yes, that's right. Back in the day when when people weren't really ex-directory at all. Well, Ray was not American. He made many of his black-and-white films in America with Columbia Pictures. Then he moved here with his uh, wife and his producing partner, Charles Schneer. They bought um, side-by-side mansions in Holland Park, as you do, and uh, they set up a base here and used Shepperton, Pinewood, Elstree as their base. So they were making films basically before Steven Spielberg and George Lucas came here in the 70s. They were working with our top British technicians here from the early 60s onwards. Now,
0: Spielberg and Lucas in particular, and I hugely admire um, Ray Harryhausen, and I mentioned Disney and the Star Wars films, and what's great about Star Wars is, yes, of course, they've used CGI, but they used the kind of technology that Kubrick used, that Ray Harryhausen pioneered, and they used giant models, so they use real things the way Ray did.
1: Yes, I mean, you know, in, in a sense, they were forced to do that because everything took place in what's called the photochemical environment. So if it could be achieved in front of a piece of film or by sort of blending two pieces of film together, then these were the only options. And so, of course, it gives it a sense of weight. And when you talk of Jason and the Argonauts, and we think of Talos, the giants. Um, copper man that, that chases Jason on the beach um, you have a real sense of scale there even though of course it was a much smaller model because it exists in the real world it has a real physicality to it and I think that's why J.J. J. Abrams has returned to some of that to step away from the, the over CGI, the overdose of CG that's happened in, in recent films and to great success.
0: And I mentioned the marvellous film One Million Years B.C., beloved of teenage boys everywhere in the 60s because, of course, it featured what the woman my dad used to call Rackle Squelch in a fur bikini. But that bikini gave Ray Harryhausen and the director
1: a few problems, didn't it? It did, because Miss Welch used to take um, a, a small pair of scissors and cut her bikini and make it smaller and smaller each day she was on the shoots to reveal more and more of her, her sort of wonderful body, which was a continuity girl's nightmare, of course, because films are shot out of sequence. So I'm not sure she realised what she was doing. So the bikini be big, small, big again, then smaller, then big again? Absolutely, but I think in the realm of fantasy cinema, we kind of go with that. And it's 50 years' anniversary this year, of course, for one million years BC. Amazing. And of course, you've got, I mentioned the podcast, how can we find and listen to
0: those and download those, uh, John?
1: And well, they'll be available for free via iTunes and via the rayharryhausen.com website. We're not charging for these, so if you subscribe, you'll get these um, once a month. And uh, as I say, we're releasing clips, exclusive information, things that Ray hasn't really discussed in public before, his influences for certain creatures, his inspiration. So for the fans, they'll know some of the information but uh, for the casual observer, I think there's going to be some some real sort of juicy tidbits there. And you're
0: also launching I understand a nationwide design competition to create a new logo for the Harryhausen uh, centenary.
1: That's right. We're we're creating a hashtag. Everything has a hashtag these days, so it's hashtag Harryhausen100. And we're launching a new design, as you said, to find a logo for the new hashtag Harryhausen100, and that will be staying with us until 2020. So we've got planned, obviously, the podcasts, screenings. Um, we have um, different exhibitions and Q&As uh, sort of built around that. But we want to give it a, a sort of a, its own stamp, if you will. And we had the, uh, the good fortune last year to be shortlisted by the Bank of England as a possible back of the new £20 note. And now I think we want to put something in in stone ourselves and create a brand new logo. Some good
0: luck with that. We're going to be talking again, I'm sure, about the Countdown as it continues. We should remind people, of course, that uh, Ray Harryhausen not only received an honorary Oscar back in 1992, but George Lucas once said, without Ray Harryhausen, there would likely have been no Star Wars. Finer praise there couldn't be, and he worked many times in our area, Pinewood, well and truly on our patch. Thank you very much indeed from the Ray and Diana Harryhausen Foundation. That was John Walsh speaking to BBC Radio Berkshire.